all you freaks and geeks out there in podcast land. It's Wednesday, January the 18th, and you know what that means. Welcome, freaks and geeks, to another smoke-filled and jam-packed episode of the Doctor's Orders podcast with the 512 Foot Doctor. The podcast where I meet with some of the most creative and influential people that I know to share stories from the ride of life. As always, I'm your host, the 512 Foot Doctor, coming at you live and direct from the one and only studio of Life or Death. If you're a returning freak or geek, I know it's been a while, but I want to thank you very much for checking back into our regularly scheduled appointment. And if you're new here, turning in for the very first time, well, welcome. Welcome to the Freaks and Geeks family, and I want to let you know something real quick. You better buckle up for this ride, because it's going to be a banger. Freaks and Geeks, let's get personal real quick. It's been a hot minute since you've heard from me. It's been a hot, solid one year and eight months. Let's just get the facts out straight right now. Last episode of the Doctor's Orders podcast was episode 25, and that popped off sometime uh, in May. May the 10th, 2021 to be exact. Where the fuck you been at, Foot Doctor? Where you been at? What's been going down? We ain't heard from you. We, ain't, we, we thought you were fucking out of there. We thought you were fucking in cahoots. We thought you were off in the Pine Barren. Shout out. But, freaks and, freaks and geeks, I'm going to be real with you. Shit popped off in the foot doctor's life. All right? A couple of things went south. A couple of things went north. Not much went out east. Not much went out west. But it's been a big, big, big rebuild phase. Rebuild transition period in the foot doctor's life. And uh, that's where I've been, you know, shit hit the fan at a certain point in time, right in there. And uh, right now, that's all you need to know. Will I be talking about this in, will I be talking about this in later episodes to come in the future? For sure. You'll get a, a little bit of, a couple of dabbles on what's truly been going down, but just know shit popped off 2021 for the foot doctor and um, it's been total rebuilt. Big, big changes in my life, big directional uh, just uh, movements in my life, and um, big restarts, you could say restarts, um, but I, I, I was, I got, I put the podcast down, you know that, you know that by the fact that I haven't, we ain't had nothing released since May 2021. Put the podcast down and uh, um, kind of stepped back away from it, but it's something that I loved, something that I, I really really fucked with this entire time. It's something that I missed. It's something that I've been a little timid in getting back into. Um, but I had a couple of back pocket episodes. The original goal for this for this banger was to get episodes uh, one, get all the way to 30. That's still the goal. This is episode 26. It's the lost episode. Ep- lost episode 16 revisited. Okay. This is, this is a banger with Austin Islam. Now, a couple of you heads out there, maybe one or two, know that Austin and I had a previously scheduled podcast episode, as stated in the title, episode 16. But we're truly going to get into it as to what is episode 16, why is it revisited, and I'm just going to drop it in here in just a moment. Um, So, check the episode. I hope you like it. I hope you fuck with it. Foot Doctor is back. Um, we're, run, we're running well. Things are getting back up. And uh, Freaks and Geeks, just thanks for fucking with me. Um, 
it's rebuild phase, all right? Re big rebuild phase, and uh, we got a lot of shit, um, a lot of shit to come. So I'm gonna drop the episode in here right now. I hope you enjoy it. It's nothing long, all right. That's one of the things that I'm going for going into the future is let's cut these episodes down 60, 75 minutes max, all right. Get you a couple of banger topics, banger discussion points, and uh, um, here it is. Episode 26, The Lost Episode 16, Revisited with Austin Islam. All right, Austin, thanks for joining us today. We really appreciate you for uh, taking the time to just sit down with your boy, the 512 Foot Doctor, and just uh, chat it up. Um, it's been a hot minute. Uh, introduce yourself to uh, the freaks and geeks of the podcast. Um, again, I already stated your name, but state your name for us. Uh, um, tell us where you are. Tell us where you're from and tell us uh, what you what do you do, man? Let us know what's going on. Yo, yo, yo. Uh, coming to you live from 215, the city of brotherly love. It's your boy, Austin Islam, on the ones, on the twos, on the 69s. And speaking of 69, 512 Foot Doctor, um, I want to shout out to you, Wesley, for doing me a solid because allegedly I was on this podcast one time before, uh, I believe it was episode 69. <laughs> And uh, then I, we did a whole podcast and then I asked you like a week later, like, yo, bro, will you take that podcast down? Yeah. Uh, I was talking mad shit in there and I'm not comfortable with it. And you were very gracious and said, okay. And I, honestly, I'm, I'm grateful for that. You did me a solid because yeah, I was, I was talking cash shit. So now I'm back. I'm back to not set the record straight because that was stricken from the record, but stricken. I'm back. No one even knows about that's a, such a deep cut that there's so <laughs> people. I think there's uh, one person in the state of Texas that knows, and he's a buddy of ours. So yeah, that's about it, you know. So, uh, well, shit, man. Like, I w- I will say, like, I was uh, I was like, I would I don't want to say hurt when that, that request came upon for me, but I was like, oh man, fuck, okay, but I'll do it. I'll do it because I don't want anything out there that's going to, I guess the, I would use the word jeopardize, but just like put, uh, you know, a buddy of mine at like dis-ease and like uneasiness. So for sure, take it down. But well, and the thing is like, I don't know. I'm like, I guess on, on the internet, mm-hmm. I'm like known amongst a certain small community of people who mostly write poetry and maybe some fiction. Yeah. And so other people might know me as Austin Islam, the poet. Uh, but I, I think of myself more as an artist, just generally, like I'm not, I'm not a poet, I'm an artist. And either way, poet or artist, like I'm constantly self editing. Yeah. And so sometimes I'll write a whole ass manuscript of poetry you know, and it's decent. It could be a book and people might buy it and read it. I don't know, but I'm like, nah, it's not good enough. Like it didn't make the cut. And as I've gotten better with that self-editing process, like I've been happier with the results of my life, you know, in art and in other things. Yeah. And so I'm very grateful to you for respecting that process. And I, I don't know, I feel, I felt good about, about not putting out a podcast at that time. 
Yeah. Because I, yeah, I, I talk cash shit, man. I run my mouth and it gets me in trouble and it, you know, loses me friends sometimes. Yeah, I understand, man. Freaks and geeks. That was a hot minute ago. I forget, man. That was got to been like, was that 2019? I want to say that could have been. Yeah, that it, sounds right. It wasn't 2020, man. It was 2020 for sure. Um, but yeah, now that's good, man. Well, you're still where you're at. You're still in Philly, so um, that that's dope. Uh, tell us, tell us what you're getting into. What are you doing, man? Like, what do you do up there? Tell the freaks and geeks what what's going down. Well, right now, um, I I guess I'm I work in a restaurant. I make pizza. Uh, the restaurant is like wood fire pizza small plates and natural wine i was just about to um, yeah, cooking that that's good and the i guess my job title is like pizza chef yeah. or sous chef of the restaurant or something like that it's it's ambiguous i've been trying to think of a good job title to just give myself mm-hmm. so that people don't have to awkwardly like decide whether or not to call me chef because i've only been cooking for like four years and i've just truly have worked my ass off and I've gotten, uh, you know, lucky and got a a position with a lot of responsibility, but I'm not a chef in the way that like, you know, somebody who's been doing this 10, 20, 30 years as a chef. So, uh, yeah, I've I've been thinking I'm pizza warlock is something I've been saying. I like the way that sounds. Tell me about that thing you, you showed me yesterday that you were making though. Uh, what was it? I think it's like some. Uh, oh yeah, dude. Oh, what did I send you? Green pepper. Um, I've taken a couple of pictures of food and sent them out to friends. I remember so that. Just like remember. the prep process. So one, one picture I took was of me making a levant, mm-hmm. or if you say it in English, even though it's a French word, it's levain. Yeah. And that is uh, like a sourdough starter for bread and or pizza dough so it's just basically like fermented flour and water um and so when you make bread leavened bread you need yeast so you can either use like commercial yeast or you can cultivate a sourdough starter something that a lot of people were doing in the pandemic yeah it was definitely Um, popular yeah and you know, it's not easy. Making sourdough is not easy. It's like honestly scary and frustrating sometimes, especially if you like need the bread. If yeah. you need the bread, you got to sell it or you've got to eat it. That's your food. Then, you know, sometimes it's not perfect. So, yeah, I sent, I think I sent you a picture of that. And then yesterday I was sending people a picture of a different thing that I was fermenting, um, which was, I take these, uh, it's not my recipe. It's just a, a recipe that I am making a huge batch of right now. It's a fermented pepper jelly. Um, and there's two peppers in it. It's red bell peppers, which I diced for like two hours yesterday. I can imagine dicing up a, a red bell pepper with your knife. All right, cool. It's done in like 30 seconds. I did that for two hours yesterday. So it's red bell peppers and then long hots. And long hots are like a regional thing. So like the, I guess the Northeast is what you call this region. Um, It's basically 
Um, it looks like similar to like a, this maybe something you might be more familiar with in Texas is like a Cuban pepper or maybe an Anaheim pepper. Um, it's like a, a long, beautiful green pepper and it can be mild, but it's usually on the spicy side. And so the long hots, I ferment them by buzzing them down in a blender and then salting them to 2% and then putting them in a vacuum sealed bag and just letting them hang out at room temperature. What like is a month? What is that? You just said salting them to two percent. What does that mean? So you take the weight of the the, the raw peppers that you have. Um, so if you if you have a kilo of peppers, then you're going to add twenty grams of salt. Okay, and that's a pretty standard like amount of salt to add. And um, I think the salt like uh, helps with this particular kind of fermentation um but i don't know i also don't read that much about the work that i'm doing because a lot of it is just hands-on um it's really like a cool way to to hack your way into cooking or i guess any career maybe but just having people show you how to do literally the job without like truly studying the fundamentals because you can learn so much i don't know i used to listen to this podcast the Dave Chang show. I don't like it anymore. It's not good. It used to be really good, but maybe I've just grown. But he had a Michelin starred chef on one time. So it's two Michelin starred chefs talking about restaurants, the industry, whatever. And Dave Chang asked the other guy, well, what do you think, man? You think people need to go to culinary school these days? And they both agreed, nah, it's too much money. It's like not worth the amount of work. What for? So you can learn how to make a perfect souffle? Like, you're never going to use that. And then you're going to be in debt. Yeah. So I, I took that advice, you know, when I finally did want to start cooking. I just have been learning in restaurants, and it's been awesome. That's dope, man. That's that's excellent. Fucking good on you. Now, the question I was going to ask previous to that was plating. What's your take on plating? Do you enjoy plating? I've sent you a couple of my just like a uh, little generic photos and I do like, like to plate for sure. Sometimes I might overdo it, but I definitely like the structure of uh, a plating a meal. What about you? Yeah, that's, that's cool. I mean, at the end of the day, look nice. You know what I'm saying? I've been making pizza for four years and that's kind of all I know how to do. And that's all I've been like, well, I think paid to give a shit about in itself without the plate. You know what I'm saying? I think that's a different like, little thing. Yeah, I mean, like, plating pizza is really just more like making, like, constructing a perfect pizza. Mm -hmm. And then it sits on whatever, you know, little round tin or whatever that you put it on. So, like, plating has a different uh, meaning, I think. But, I don't know, I, I definitely like to to look at, like, food porn on Instagram and stuff. And, you know, plating is an art in itself for sure. You mentioned cutting a second ago, uh, like drop some of your favorite, like knives that you like to use. Um, you can drop brands, you can drop shapes as well. And just like the different uses they have of them. Maybe talk some pots and pans, maybe talk some just, uh, meats, uh, vegetables. We just talked about bread. I was going to ask you a little question about bread, but, um, just drop right in, man. Uh, start off with that, those knives. What's up with that? How many you got? What's your favorites? Yeah. I, I like this question because I have friends who 
you know, might have some really interesting, intricate answers to this kind of thing. But honestly, like, I don't give a shit about any of that. Um, and I, I'm like low key hoping that I never do. Yeah. Um, I, I have one knife. I love it. I found it on Amazon the first time I took a cooking job and the chef was like, bring your own knife if you want to, but you don't have to. I was like, all right, let me spend like 40 bucks on a knife on Amazon. So I got this, the, the brand is called Mercer. It's nothing special. It's a stamped stainless steel knife. Um, it's a nine inch chef's knife. It's got like a weird rubber handle on it. And I love it so much. I bought another one. Really? Um, so I have one at work and one at home straight up. I think it's like $35 Mercer nine inch chef's knife. It's the shit. The, the rubber grip is so dope. Then like the knife, I can like beat the fuck out of it if I want to, you know, and like sharpen it to hell or like use it on random surfaces. And then if I fuck it up or I lose it or whatever, I'll just buy another one. It's 35 bucks. I I, the, the kitchen I learned to cook in, like that was kind of the general vibe, you know, it's like, we're making food. We're trying to work as quickly, efficiently as possible while still making beautiful and tasty food. Yeah. And so it doesn't matter if you have like a sick ass Japanese or like Damascus steel or whatever, like that literally has nothing to do with what we're doing here. And I, maybe that'll change for me, but I don't think it will. So that's my knife recommendation. That's cool. Yeah, I just looked it up right now. It's not bad. Might not just snag one. Highly recommend. Looks solid. Yeah, and then other gear, man. Uh, here's the thing. I live similarly with my other gear, and I'm constantly like, like I'll buy a new pair of sneakers or a new T-shirt or something like that. But like, like real hardware, I keep it so simple, man. And if it doesn't work for me then I just fucking get rid of it. I just give it away or I lose it, trash it, whatever. I keep it so simple with gear. I, I can run down like my whole gear setup of my whole life. I have like, I don't know, maybe $500 worth of gear in total. And that, like, I can't live without those things. So like the knife is one. I got a really nice kettle. Uh, the fellow kettle, it's like a $200 kettle. It's a tea kettle or I use it for coffee. I got a little ceramic pour over cone for my coffee. My friend gave me a nice coffee grinder, but I don't know. I'm not too picky about that. And then like I have a Adidas water bottle, like a stainless steel. What other kind of gear, bro? I have like my friend mailed me a bike one time because he was moving from Portland, Oregon to New Orleans so he basically just gave me this bike for free. It's a sick ass like Schwinn bike from like 1983. What else do I have? I have like Zenny glasses. You know what I'm saying? I have like fucking a $30 projector, a $30 printer. I have this MacBook that I've had for like eight years. Trying to keep it simple. Bro, straight up. And then like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe one day I'll like have some real money and then I'll buy myself like a Land Rover or something. I don't know. I got you. I got you. Let's get back to that bread real quick. So you mentioned sourdough. What's yeah. like? What's like your favorite bread? I've been a sucker for like ciabatta lately. I don't know what's up with that. Mm. Ciabatta's pretty good, in my opinion. It makes a good little sandwich. 
I feel. But I also like a a, a French baguette. I fuck with that too. I spend so much time just thinking about pizza dough. Yeah. And like where I work, we we're developing a new bread right now. It's not really my area of expertise, so I'm just sort of chipping in. Uh, we're developing a focaccia, but like for the last year, we've just made bread out of old pizza dough, and the dough is so good that it just works. Okay. So that's like that's like most of the thought that I've dedicated to bread in the last year. But I definitely have other thoughts. I don't know. I'm like, you know, I love a nice tortilla. I love um, I love Indian knot. Oh, love them. You also like a like a baguette sometimes, or like I love Dave's killer bread for like I a peanut butter it. and jelly sandwich. I never had it though. Uh, it's so good. It's like a you can find it at like H E B probably. Dave's killer bread. I don't know. Bread is cool. I'm trying to cut down on carbs, honestly, but I have like a. Sh- oh, I'll tell you. I'll tell you, bro. I'll sh- shout out to this one place that I straight up. I go there like four times a week. It's in Philly. If you're ever in Philly and you need a coffee and a pastry, mm. you got to go to Vibrant Coffee. It's on Rittenhouse Square, which is a beautiful park in sort of a rich neighborhood downtown. Kind of the neighborhood that I recently moved to. Um, this coffee shop has a sourdough cinnamon bun that is absolutely incredible. Okay. That's my bread recommendation. Is that sourdough cinnamon bun? Shout out to Vibrant. That's what's up, man. Hell yeah. Um, so like what are you cooking for yourself? Um, like I personally have I don't know, stumbled into heavily cooking for myself every day. Sometimes I'll like kind of fall off and you know. I'll just have to scrap some random stuff together, but I do like to plan. And this has been recent, man. Like I would say within the past um, four, five months. No, what are we? What are we yeah, about five months now. That um, like on a Monday, or no, excuse me, a, t- a su- Sunday, I would draft out four meals for the week. Oh, cool! Just go to the store, go to the HEB, get everything I needed, and I was just looking up like random recipes online. Just simple shit to make for your dinner. And I was trying to make it things that I had never had before. One week I was like, all right, I'm going to think out the box and I'm going to do four meals I've never cooked before. And I think I had like three hitters and one just – no, I think I think they all pretty much slammed. But that might have been the week I made fucking cabbage rolls, which was the disaster. But oh yeah, what are you um, – are you cooking for yourself? What are you cooking? Like tell me about that. Man, that's that's a good question. I I feel like I'm in transition with a lot of things. Before we like went on air, you asked me like, "Are you riding your bike?" And I'm like, "I want to have a different answer to your question, but the answer is no, not right now." Yeah. And same thing with cooking for myself. Uh, I don't know. I've been working like 65, 70, 75 hour weeks for the past few weeks, and. I eat a lot of meals, like, honestly, from the cafe or at work. Yeah. Um, But I'll tell you what's – I went grocery shopping today, actually. I was like, I got to turn over a new leaf. I have to have nutritious, delicious food in my house. I I got a small studio apartment, 
Um, I live on like 20th and Pine in Philly. Um, so I don't, I have like a little stove and a little oven, but like, it's not a kitchen, you know, it's just, a, it's basically like a room. Like the, it reminds me a lot of like, if the rooms at Bruce Hall were nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, shout out to UNT. Yeah, definitely shout out. Because the freaks and geeks. Where I did not graduate from. That's where did you graduate from UNT? Yeah, I did. That's where Austin. Awesome. Shout out to you, man. School too. That's, I went to school. Um, yeah, so I, I live in a studio, and I, you know, I come home from work. I'm dog tired. I shower, and then I'm like, I need a little snacky snack. Yeah. And then I like put on my little white noise. It's usually Rachel Maddow podcast, <laughs> which I've been falling asleep to for like seven years. And then I go to bed. So I, I decided to up my snack game and I've been trying to eat healthy, uh, just like clean. I got into this thing. There's like this little section of Twitter called food Twitter. Yeah. And I don't yeah. know. There's definitely like, that's your new handle, right? Or you have yeah, my, my new Twitter alts or my, my latest one. I almost made a new one yesterday, but I'm still <laughs> contemplating it. But anyways, the one I've been working on is a Twitter, is a food Twitter, Twitter. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I want to shout out the handle, but I, using food Twitter is mostly like girls in their 20s who have like, they're in college or they are just like, you know, suburban or city girls. And a lot of them are like in recovery from eating disorders yeah. or they're sort of in and out of recovery from eating disorders. And then some of them are like well into recovery. And so it's not even like really eating disorder related, but they'll post their meals. Some of them post every single thing they eat to hold themselves accountable. And that's what got me into food Twitter because I was like, I, you know, I struggle with like weird eating patterns, but mostly I'm like, I just binge. I love having a huge rich meal just and then like doing it again or like snacking crazy all day. Like I love food, man. So I was like, bro, I got to get it together. I got to chill. I got to like hold myself accountable. And I sort of knew of this thing. So I started a food Twitter and I started posting my meals. I don't post everything I eat, but hanging out with these girls, I'm not really hanging out with them. I don't know them. And they're all like, I don't know. Some of them are like, 17 so i'm not trying to make friends with these people but i just see their tweets and there are certain tropes they try to eat like uh there's like this protein bar the brand is called no cow and it's like um you know a dairy-free protein bar or a lot of these these people on food twitter will make themselves like oats for breakfast and so they sort of dress up the oats and they plate it plate it plating is very important but like berries and like, you know, cool toppings on their morning oats. And then they'll like make themselves a little salad. And so it's, it's all like, I don't know, like it can seem very frou-frou and, and weird how aesthetic it is, but it's also just like people being very intentional about what they put in their body and trying to treat themselves well, but also like, you know, feel good about, what they're eating and, and how they look and, you know, whatever it is, like it's, it's a whole encompassing thing. That's, you know, it's, it's sort of like the opposite or like a compliment 
to like a gym bro who just slams creatine all the time. Yeah. And like eats a, like five chicken breasts a day. <laughs> uh, but my vibe is more like, I'll tell you what I got at the grocery store. I got a box of lemon Luna bars. Okay. I got some dates. I got some dried figs. I got some raw macadamia nuts, some raw almonds. I got this peach kefir uh, from Chobani, which is such a dope drink. Highly recommend Chobani's peach kefir. Like a, like a weird yogurty thing. I don't think it's even kefir. I think it's a different thing. But anyways, uh, what else did I get? I got like a big can of bubble tea. Yeah. <laughs> Just because it was there. I love bubble tea. Yeah, for sure. So that's kind of my vibe. I like to snack. What flavor is that bubble tea? I, they had taro. Yeah, they taro. had matcha. They had some other ones. But then the other ones, I was like, is that even tea? It was like a, what was it? There was some other one that was like fruity. And I was like, that might just be like fruit syrup and milk and bubbles. Yeah. So I stuck with the matcha this time. And then if it's good, I'll try some other ones. Yeah, I get down to taro for sure. That's one of my go-to flavors. Nice. What um? How do you how do you pick? You said you set out your week ahead of time, or that's the thing you've enjoyed doing. How do you pick what you're gonna eat? Do you like? Is there like a certain? Are you like all right? New York Times cooking, like whatever's on there, or is there like a certain food blog, or do you just Google like beef thing and then find it the best looking recipe? I just Google like. Um, just dinner rep- recipes. It could be generic for sure, but sometimes I try to like elude from that and go into something that's that looks good and, and I mean just has just some good ingredients and good just multiple other options there. But I'll just go through like lists of like eighty, a hundred, just random things, and maybe it might not even be that many per se. It might be like thirty-five to fifty just dinner recipes and they could be all off the wall. And then I might just like, um, narrow it down to like, like last week was just straight salads. And I tried to do like, I did like a watermelon feta spinach salad. I did a, um, chicken bacon avocado salad, which was pretty good. Um, there was also like a, a cucumber mint salad that I did. Um, that was, that was good. Um, and I think, I think the the first one was just a generic, I, th- I think I did the generic Caesar just with like chicken breast and whatnot. But, um, like that was just last week, but in general, um, I, I don't remember how it started, but I'll just, you know, go online, get, um, a page that has a lot of different options. That's why I like to choose, get ones that have like high numbers, but that doesn't really mean like too much. You could find a fucking page that had, you know, 15 or five and you can, you could pick something good out of there. But, um, I like to keep it different. I like to throw in a steak from steak in there. Like probably, I don't know if not weekly, every, you know, twice a week, I was heavy fucking with like just um, lo mein for a little bit, lo mein and chicken stir fries and stuff like that. Um, some Thai fried rices. Uh, what you else? You mentioned Caesar. Did you? Nah. Did you make your own dressing? Where did you get it from? 
just a generic H-E-B thing, just to open up uh, Monday easily. Yeah. yeah. Have it, you ever tried making your own Caesar? With the anchovies and stuff? It's it's so interesting once you start looking into it. Like, yeah, there's different ways to make Caesar. Recently, I, I bought even some store-bought Caesar dressing uh, because some girl recommended it to me, and it was yeah. like Trader Joe's vegan Caesar dressing. It was banging. And it was like Caesar, you know, but it was vegan. I don't know. I love dressings and sauces. I'm like the sauce king, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. No, I used to, one made. thing I only cook for myself, like, I don't know, when we last talked at length, I was in the middle of like a hummus kick. My mm. roommate had an instant pot. And that thing is really cool for cooking beans from dry so i was just getting like a pound of chickpeas at the store which is i don't know like four dollars or something and then a can of tahini which is like eight dollars or something and then like that's pretty much hummus right there and then you just need a, a blender but the instant pot makes it so easy and so i would just like make a batch of hummus according to this like recipe and I made it so many times I memorized it, but every time I would do a different variation and I would put different stuff in the pot and I put different like stuff in the oil that I added to it. I'd add like a garlic olive oil or something. I'd add different spices every time. I'd like when I was blending it, I would buzz in different herbs and veggies and peppers and stuff. And I would just eat hummus. Like I would say, most of 2020, that was my jam. Just hummus after hummus. Long hot hummus, serrano hummus, mm. straight up garlic hummus. I love spicy food, so it was always a different spicy. But that's that's the way I like to cook for myself. It's just like, all right, I know how to do this. I can make a vinaigrette. I can make a basic, you know, aioli mayonnaise thing. Yeah. Then let me, what do I have on hand? And then what kind of different flavors can I sort of plug in and I don't know I, I feel like I'm not like I know how to cook a, a piece of chicken or a steak but I'm not so experienced at that because I don't know my old roommate Connor shout out to Connor Connor would always like you go to the store get like five pounds of wings or whatever then make like a huge batch of like He's like, I'm going to make these Korean wings. And that, I big... respect that because he would just like follow a cool recipe he found. But it's like too much work for me. I like stress out about checking the recipe versus checking what I'm doing versus checking the recipe. Like it takes a lot. preload up something simple and then try to make my own variations on it. Yeah. That's my style. I get you. I get you, man. It has been fun. I definitely say that. I've definitely eaten uh, a couple of different things. I've dabbled into like trying to make some like Mediterranean food, sticking with like Greek yogurts and stuff like that. Um, some some pitas, some naans as well. So I have enjoyed that recently yeah. for some reason. I've um, I've never really heavily dabbled into that. I've gotten down. I get down with Thai food. I get down with like Vietnamese food and stuff like that. I haven't tried to make that yet, except for the Thai fried rice. But um, just making, taking a little twist on making Mediterranean food has been uh, fun. 
and just using a lot of spices too. Spices that I never really like, um, didn't really use in the past. And I don't think I was like, I don't want to use it cause I don't like the way it tastes, but in the same like run, I've never tasted it truly. So what's a spice or an herb that has surprised you? And you've been really into I've come back to cumin for sure. I didn't like it. Oh, for yeah. I have come really? back. Hey, uh, tell me why you didn't like it. Cause I feel like I'm sort of in a not liking. Cumin I think my parents just in the, like the Mexican Hispanic culture, it definitely pops up. And I yeah. think it wasn't just used to the, it might've been used too much. And I was like, yeah, I'm taking this out of my, like, just spice cabinet. I don't want to use this anymore. And then these other recipes kind of just drew me back into using it. I feel like one thing I've been wanting to do more is um, rosemary. Because I used to, the first place I cooked, it was like rosemary and everything. And there was one one guy that would just complain. Oh man, chef loves rosemary. He puts rosemary in everything. I hate rosemary. Yeah. I was like, no, nah, man, rosemary is good. And now I don't really have rosemary in any of my recipes. And I want to change that this summer because rosemary is so good. Yeah. Especially with bread and olive oil, you can't go wrong. I love basil lately, man. Basil has been heavy mm. for me. And getting back to the whole pizza, I can't have pizza without fucking honey and pretty much basil on it anymore. I don't know what, like, I I definitely need that. I won't need desire it every time for sure. But like, uh, I don't think I would put it like on a white sauce pie. Maybe. I don't know. It might not be that, that bad, but I definitely dig, uh, just a classic pepperoni with basil and honey on it. That's extremely simple for me. And I'll take that. I don't know. Yeah. That sounds banging. I feel like my jam is honestly, I do love a classic, like a New York slice. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know anything with a white sauce or that's just like mostly cheese is my shit because that's, white sauce is good. then you can make some really weird flavors pop on top of that. Yeah. I love like digging into like the fat content of dairy with some really spicy shit and just seeing like how far I can push it. Because if you have like cool cheese flavors, cool, you know, butter and cream, not butter, but cream and whatever else going on in your white sauce and your cheese blend, then you could just add some really crazy hot peppers and spices and, and try to find that perfect level of where the cheese is popping and the spice is popping and it's not just like chili flake spice. Like you can have some weird ass spice in there. Serranos. Dude, I love Serranos. I want to put Serranos on a pizza so bad. Anyways, I don't know anything about food. I want to, I want to bookmark, uh, how do you say it? Uh, put a bookend on this food section by saying, I truly know nothing about food. I don't want to know anything about food. Like I do cook for a living at the moment. But, like, it's not really about food to me. I'm not, like, a chef bro. I don't want to become one. Uh, I just, like, work. So that's what I'm doing. I'm working. That's cool, man. So you've told me, like, about just a big thing in your life is um, you've really been pushing, like, 
healthy quality of living and even like your your sobriety as well like that's huge i definitely respect that and fucking just commend you on all levels that definitely takes balls and that definitely like you got to respect yourself first and just fucking put everything and go in and, and try and give it your all but like um if you want to tell us about that man because that's that's huge for you it's a huge milestone yeah, well, I mean, I guess I could, I'll put it like this. I'm a hardcore drug addict, like through and through. And I've been that way. I mean, in a certain sense, like my whole life, I've been wired that way. Um, and so the last year, I have one year sober yeah. as a, last month and the last year I've spent going to a 12 step program. And that's been really awesome because I spent multiple days a week, like sometimes logging into a zoom meeting, sometimes showing up to a room in real life and mostly listening to other people talk about uh, being addicts and alcoholics. And so it's been really instructive because I've realized a lot of things about myself. One of those things is just that like, I'm kind of wired this way. Like I have this disease of addiction and I'm not alone. No. And actually like, I don't know. A lot of people that I know in real life don't even know that they're addicts or alcoholics or that they have some kind of problem. Yeah. Um, They're just like, winging it you know there's everybody's trying to do their best but i think i tried to get off hard drugs after an overdose that i had when i was living in chicago Uh in 2016 um it was pretty scary uh a lot of my friends and family like showed up to the hospital where i was at yeah and they were all just kind of like dude like we knew that you were using drugs, but I don't think like none of them really realized that I was like regularly putting my life in danger. Yeah. And that's, I was doing that cause that's what I wanted to do. You know, that's how I wanted to feel like, you know, playing with my life was like fun for me. Um, and I, I got really good at getting high. I got really good at procuring and using drugs and I was proud of that. Um, so, after that overdose, like I, I, I slowly tried to get off drugs and I made multiple attempts at it. Yeah. But so I would just sort of I give mean, up. I'd be like, nah, I could switch to this different drug or yeah. I could just use less of it, you know, or like, I not even realize like some things that I then picked up were actually just different kinds of drugs. Yeah. Um, different addictions, different things. Yeah, totally. Just take going from one and hopping to another yeah man i mean like you know like sugar is a drug Mm -hmm. and nicotine is a drug and like honestly like twitter and instagram are drugs and like you know hanging out with like shady people in a way is like a similar choice to make yeah and so as i tried with more and more intention to just get off hard drugs I like slowly started coming around to this 
like cleaner way of thinking, which is just that like, I should, I should do my best to like be healthy and stay out of trouble. So it's not just about like putting down the one drug. That's really like the problem for me. Um, cause there wasn't one drug. I used every drug, any drug that there is, I tried it and I probably had a thing with it for months. So I'm lucky in that I, I never really believed like, well, I just have an alcohol problem. I'll switch to weed or whatever. Like I always kind of knew it's bigger than that. Um, but slowly I've come around to realizing like, yeah, man, if you hang out with the wrong people, honestly, if you like watch the wrong kind of TV, you're like reading the wrong kind of shit online, you know, or whatever it is, like those are all choices that you're making every day. And I don't know. Luckily we live in like a pretty chill, rich, free country, America. And so we get to make all kinds of mistakes and like, yeah, it's whatever, you know, like people will bail you out. Sometimes you get a check from the government. Sometimes there's just like a job or whatever. Like it's not like there's struggles, but I I feel like for the most part, people in America are like kind of chilling but it, it, that kind of makes it easy to lose sight of how much we're all really struggling yeah, and how much like responsibility we all have for our own struggling, especially in a place like America where we're fucking rich. Yeah. We're rich as fuck. Every single one of us that like, if you own a car, if you like have your own apartment and it has like running water, like low key, you're rich as fuck. Made to people forget that you know people are like they were born here their parents were born here they don't really know you know i don't really know i was born in texas like but i kind of know so like it's easy to forget that like life's not that bad here and especially like i'm a straight man you know and i'm not like like i'm a minority but like kind of like life is easy for me. The world, the whole world is like set up for people like me. Yeah. So if I'm like waking up hungover, miserable, like everybody is annoyed with me or pissed at me. You already did. And I'm pissed back at them. Like those are not, it's not like God bringing suffering down upon my life. That's me making poor ass choices. And then like, you know, then like, trying to skirt the consequences of those actions. And I don't know. I feel like a lot of this stuff sounds pretty like Republican to people or like I'm telling people to pull themselves up by their bootstraps because I'll express this to my friends or whatever. Yeah. Sort of. And and I don't, you know, I don't want to sound like that because there's definitely like, like a cruel asshole way of thinking out there. That's also very popular you know, the whole, you know, like a Trump Republican, but all of that stuff is really, even the like Trumpy shit is really just like trying to blame other people for problems that, that we ourselves are not willing to take responsibility for owning the solutions to. Yeah. And so the longer I stay sober, like the more I like kind of plod along in a career and like learn to make better choices about what I put in my body and who I hang out with and 
what kind of like books and TV I watch, then it just is like, like my understanding of, like my, I guess my belief in this philosophy just gets stronger every day. Like I have a choice, man, to, to wake up today and like not put drugs in my body. I mean, I, I drink coffee. I have, I have a nicotine vape. And like, I don't know. I look at Twitter like way too much. Yeah. But if I'm not putting pills and Coke and heroin and meth in my body and like maybe I have a pastry at the cafe, but I have one yeah. instead of like three. And then I like try to eat some vegetables, try to drink a lot of water, try to stretch after a long day. I really feel better. And like things that are difficult, interpersonal things, love stuff, friendship, family, you know, work, regular work problems. All of that stuff is so much easier to get through and to like navigate if I just like humble myself and like, you know, try to honestly, it's for me, it's like being respectful of like, sorry, freezing geeks. That's the, the dog sneeze over there. Keep going. Keep going. Austin. Yo, shout out to the dog. What's the dog's name? Dog's name's weirdo. He's just chilling on the couch. We got the couch, couch cast going down right now, but yeah, weirdo. weirdo. Bro, that's a great name for a dog. I'm not a dog person. Dogs are cool. Shout out to dogs. I met a few dogs that I really fuck with, but a dog named Weirdo, I fuck with him on spec. I don't know him at all. <laughs> he's chilling. He's chilling. But my apologies. Go ahead. Go ahead. Anyways, man, I don't know. I feel like also sobriety has given me like the opportunity to just like, I live my fucking life. I make my choices and it it's like, I'm also a lucky guy. I never forget that. I'm a lucky guy. Things have worked out for me. I could have died a dozen times. I should have been dead or whatever. I've like made poor choices about people and about situations and all this stuff. Money, money is a big thing. I made terrible money decisions, but I've lucked out. I'm cool. I'm chilling. I have like a studio apartment basically in downtown Philly, you know, so then it gives me like a little space emotionally, spiritually to, to be able to help other people, friends or whatever, and sort of be an example for other people who might be struggling or who just like, you know, sometimes people just need like a shoulder to cry on or like yeah. somebody to text. So I'm not doing all this to like, I don't know, run for president. You know what I mean? I'm not yeah. doing all this to like doing it for yourself. Need a mega church. I'm I'm just doing it because it feels good. It feels good to be sober, man. It feels fucking great. I hear you, man. I've, I can imagine it does. I've definitely cut back a lot on fucking smoking dope and recently drinking beers and just alcohol in general. Yeah. Like in the month of April, I stopped uh drinking alcohol for and it's it's a very short amount of time don't get me wrong and i'm not trying to um ride any coattails but i'm just trying to compare and just compare and not contrast um or share in general i think i cut out alcohol for like almost four weeks it was really it was more more three a little more than three weeks and it, it felt really good i mean like 
Um, I just completely, I still had like 12 beers in the fridge, some wine, some fucking liquor in the freezer. Um, but I wasn't touching it whatsoever and it wasn't even like tempting at all. Um, but it just Mm -hmm. felt good to like, there were times where I was like, fuck, I need me a beer right about now. And it's like, it's, it's all good. Just leave that shit. Um, it was what prompted that. Why'd you start? Why'd you take the break in the first place? Um, I would, uh, there's a, a friend of mine that decided that she was going to do, uh, that same thing. She like came to me and she was like, yeah, I'm going to, um, take a break from alcohol for like this month. And I was like, all right, well, that seems pretty interesting. I'm down. Uh, not like I'm down. You asked me, but just mentally, I was like, maybe I'm, maybe I joined that. It's kind of like, um, I'd compare it on like, oh, I'm going to go for a fucking, I'm going to do a 5K. You want to do one? I'm like, yeah, maybe I, I'd be down to do that. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately, I don't want to say like I invited myself in on the thing, but I, I also <laughs> did it for myself, you know. Um, I noticed another individual like doing it and I was like, that's, I, I, I guess I was influenced in a positive way to do something without being yes, asked to do it. You know what I mean? Yep. You did invite yourself. That's so important to me, that idea that, like, I don't know. You can't just invite yourself. There's a lot of things in this world you can't invite yourself to. Like, they have that crazy, um, like, uh, Illuminati meeting called Davos. It's, like, in the Swiss Alps. You can't just invite yourself to Davos. Yeah. But if your friend is doing, like, Sober October or whatever it's called, you can 100% invite yourself to that. It's super easy. And then, like, once you do it, then, yeah, you've invited yourself to your own life. It's fucking sick. Yeah. So, I mean, I thought that was pretty – it was definitely a positive venture. I liked it. Am I drinking now? Yeah. But, I mean – I think with that little break, uh, I didn't take like a tolerance break to be like, Oh, I'm going to come back and get fucked up. But (laughs) like with that little break that I took, I think the desire has like lessened. I mean, unfortunately, like I sit here on a fucking, on a Tuesday afternoon evening and there's a hockey game on that I do want to watch. And it's kind of like, it's not kind of like a big deal, but I guess it's like special to me. It's a little playoff game. Do I want to have a beer for that? Yeah, I do. I might. Who's playing? Um, uh, it's it's playoff season. I think because uh, so I'm a, a huge just like Pittsburgh fan. It's the Penguins, and I don't know who the fuck they're playing, man. I want to say Islanders, but I could be wrong on that. I'm, I'm possibly wrong on that, but yeah, I'm, I'm trying to maybe dabble into a little Pittsburgh playoff hockey and just. Mm. But I mean, that's just an example. Like, I think my desire has, uh, or my, I don't want to say need, but I guess it was, you know, a need, like, has definitely take a, taken a decrease. I cut out coffee for a hot minute. Hot minute, Jack. That's wild. And uh, I've, I've recently got back into it, but I don't drink it. I used to drink it every fucking day, and I still get down with it. Now it's more like a Saturday thing. I've really cut that out for sure. Oh. I mean, you say those things like you you mentioned, like those moments where you're like, I could really go for a drink. Yeah. And you don't realize like how intense that feeling is until you're not allowing yourself that drink. Yeah. And then you're like, 
truly, what do I do with myself in this moment? I need a drink. That's the only thing I need. I don't need like, I'm not trying to fuck. I'm not trying to eat a sandwich. I'm not trying to go for a run. I'm not trying to go to sleep. I don't even really want to smoke. I need a drink. Yeah. And then like sitting with that discomfort mm-hmm. is like, I don't know. It, it really is like the way you compared it to doing a 5k with your friend. It's like, it's like a weird kind of mental endurance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I also relate to you're talking about putting on the hockey game and chilling. Like I, I constantly think about when the, I was living in Chicago, me and my friends had a, a cool ass loft apartment in Chinatown there. And the Cubs were in the world series and I don't watch sports like at all, but I definitely get down and watch some basketball or some baseball. It's just visually a good time to me. And baseball, especially like bro, drinking beer and watching baseball. It's really so tight. Yeah. I love it. So I'm always like that thought will just pop up into my head. That memory of like my apartment in Chinatown in Chicago the Cubs were playing like, I don't know, the third game of the series. I don't even remember who they were playing. And we got Connie's pizza and we got a 30 rack of beer and it was a good time. It just felt good. It was pure. It was good. I was probably hung over or whatever the next day. I probably like said some wild shit while I was drunk, but like, yeah, I don't know. There's no, that, that, that just made me think of that. <laughs> I don't know. No, that's good, man. But hats off to you for that, man. It's definitely uh, it's something that, that uh, multiple people in the world struggle with. Everybody struggles, like you've said, you know, and it's just uh, how you get through that stuff. We all struggle on different um, different levels. But, you know, definitely proud of your ass for fucking putting yourself first and uh, doing that. Thank you, bro. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, but I don't know. You mentioned, I know the next thing, the next thing on this is, uh, uh, relationships, big guy. You kind of talked about, I don't know. You talked about it before we were speaking is, um, um, you had gotten out of a relationship, right? Yeah, I definitely, um, I don't know. It's a thing I'm like learning to do Mm -hmm. as a 30 year old man you know, somewhat into a career. Mm. Like just trying to set all the pieces of my life into place. Yeah. And yeah, it's a cool thing about being free. Like, I don't know. I'm not like crazy hurting for money. I'm not locked up in jail. I'm not like. All positive. Do you like, do you like doing things by yourself? Bro, I love spending time by myself. Yeah. I love it. I need that time by myself. You go to the movie um, by yourself at all? Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. I, I try to... I don't know. I would like to do that more. I saw a movie recently yeah. by myself. It was cool. Yeah, that's one thing. But, um, for sure. I, I also like... I don't know. I, li- I like beautiful, interesting women. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just... Meeting a beautiful woman and listening to her talk and being like, damn, I could listen to you talk all night. 
is like one of the greatest feelings on earth to me. I just love listening to people talk. Um, like I'm, I'm a recovering podcast head. Honestly, I got like, you know, I listen to mad podcasts. At least I used to, but like, yeah, hanging out with a beautiful woman who's cool and she wants to hang out with me. Uh, you know, that's also a thing that I've enjoyed spending my time doing. And it's taught me a lot about myself and it like, you know, took me further in my sobriety journey and all kinds of other self-improvement projects in my life. Yeah. Hanging out with, you know, I don't know. I mean, I'm not like a, I don't know how to put it. I got, I got stuff to learn from all different kinds of people. For sure. Everybody's got something to teach me and that's, that's kind of the way I try to approach like every sort of relationship. Like at work, working with somebody new, I'm like working under somebody new. And, you know, I, I told him the other night, like, hey man, it's been awesome working with you. I know you're not going anywhere for a minute, but like, I just want you to know, like, I'm grateful for your presence here. Yeah. Even though sometimes it's difficult to like, get your perspective, get your advice, because I'm resistant to change. I, I think my idea is the best idea, you know, just by default. But I also know, like, in a deeper way, like, I have a lot to learn. And, like, the way things are set up right now might not be the best way, the way that I think it should go. Uh, honestly, like, the longer I'm alive, it's like, I actually, bro, I don't know shit. So I need to learn from people. Yeah. Yeah, we we don't know. Sometimes you could do that one on one with a person romantically, or like one on one with a mentor in work or sobriety, or just as a group, you know, as a collective. I love that kind of shit, even when it's uncomfortable. I'm starting to lean into discomfort more, and it's it's cool. Let's pick up back into like music and film, TV, some books. I see you play in your guitar. Uh, I mean, I've always seen you play your guitar like online or just like on IG and shit like that. I want to say online. That's weird. That was a weird uh, way to phrase it. Um, tell me about your guitar, man. Tell me how many do you have? Uh, what's going down on that? I think, yeah, let me know. I feel like, um, I don't know. In my adult life, I am constantly meeting people who really do music in a real way. Yeah. They like dedicate a lot of time to it and they're just like naturally gifted and they've like devoted themselves to, you know, the skill. And so I don't count myself in, in those ranks of like, I'm not, a, I'm not a musician. I would not categorize myself as that. I got a little guitar. It's an, uh, like an Epiphone SG. Yeah. I got some of those Zach Wild boomer strings on it and I just like plug it in and like, you know, I don't know, come up with a little lick. Most of the time I'll plug my guitar in, write a little lick from scratch for like half an hour, maybe a little loop until I have something I'm happy with. Sometimes I'll like put it on my Instagram story and then I turn the amp off and I like, it just, it like helps keep a, keeps the creative blood flowing, you know, 
And that's something that is very important to me. Like I have to feel a certain creative blood flowing at all times. I need creative oxygen in my creative blood at all times for my own wellness, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it definitely incorporates a whole lot of creativity, especially if you're just running a loop. And it's just like making something. But you're making something out of tones, you know? You're making something out of rhythms. And um, it's a pretty cool, like, it's fucking sound. We're making sound, and it sounds cool. And, like, this sound also will may make us feel like a certain way or bring out, like, a certain emotion and... Like my thing with like music is just like it all comes from silence. Like a record fucking starts silent and you just boom, you get this sound from a person uh, or, or a group of people. And it's like another like, sure, it, it's definitely art, but it's another like form of communication, I feel. And it's just so crazy that it, it like it has the potential to pull out like emotions and even memories. Like that's fucking wild to me. For sure. I when I was I think like 2016, 2017, I was dropping a lot of acid. Yeah. I was like, I found some really good acid on the internet. And I got really into it. And I would just like just like balls to the wall trip acid and I did some other like psychedelics and I had these like psychedelic realizations, mm. you know, just pretty standard hippie shit. But like, until you like experience it in your own mind, then you're like, Oh, those hippies, like what were they on about? And then you like drop some really good acid and like have a cool thought. And then you're like, Oh sick. I get it now. And the one thought that I was stuck on was actually about, it was like a weird collection of ideas really about sound. I was like super into podcasts at the time. I was super into like politics. I was super into like um, trying to understand like what's going to happen next in like American politics, global politics. And I was also super into the idea that like higher education in the West is actually a scam that yeah. everybody that has graduated college paid for a college degree, especially after mm -hmm. like the great recession, they got scammed. They got built out of their money. They all owe these loans and like, um, that there should be a change in all of these things yeah, in education in politics and that the way to foster greater, like understanding and knowledge, um, of the world and of each other is, is that, even illiterate people can listen to a podcast and it is very like low stimulation. You know, you're not sitting in front of a screen having to be bombarded with images. Like you're just tuning into one sense and then you're listening to basically like the transmission of somebody's soul. Mm -hmm. And music is also like this. Mm -hmm. Somebody is expressing themselves with an instrument uh, and if there's a voice, then there's also like, you know, another element present of language, but they're just the sound itself is transmitting information to you. Like, uh, like soul frequencies that communicate 
something to your soul from their soul that really like language is, is we're so dumb. Like, you know, we're not like, we don't live in the singularity. We're not all computers right now. We're just sort of like, you know, fancy apes. Yeah. So the language that we have only explains like everything that we know to a certain limit. And that's like, even the smartest people, you know, the philosophers and the scientists, but most of us are not that smart. So we only have a certain kind of understanding, but I feel like truly when you listen to a piece of music, when you put on like a lecture or, you know, whatever it is, you like go fishing with your buddy or, you know, maybe an uncle, somebody who really has something to tell you. Yeah. Like just, being in the same room as somebody listening to their voice, feeling their feelings, hearing them in modes and like getting like their sort of soul glow on your soul is that's education. That's instruction. Yeah, for sure. As well as it can be art and it can be, you know, organizing or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's up, man. Some deep shit there. Austin. I dig it. Hey, yo. <laughs> the only unfortunate thing I have to say is this this goddamn Zoom meter. I keep on fucking paying the meter and they keep on hitting me more for fucking, hey, yo, you got to fucking upgrade. We want more change or you're going to have to fucking, fucking. Yeah, man. But also, this podcast, I feel like we've been podcasting forever. Like, who are you, Joe Rogan? Who am I, Elon Musk? Yeah, for sure. For he sure. doesn't have to go all night. Yeah, no, but I what did, if you were Joe Rogan, what would you do differently? Um, shorter episodes. <laughs> <laughs> you think Joe Rogan has too long episodes? Yeah, at times for sure. He can. I think he's popped off with like a fucking five hour piece, and I'm a fan. You know, I'm yeah. a fan. But yeah, I I love a a shorter episode. Um. Damn. But no, um, I, I loved what we just talked about. It, the meter's telling me we got seven seven minutes on the on the dial there. I want to close it out quickly with just like some of your recent trips and maybe like little places that you want to visit, just like your little adventures, man. And then we'll uh, um, get a little conclusion going. What's going on for the yeah. rest? Of- well, I recently went back to Chicago. Okay, um, I was going to go see this band, Glassjaw. Mm-hmm. that I have liked listening to their records. I actually did go and see them. They sucked live. It's my problem. I don't like live music. Most of the time, an artist has like put in hours and hours and hours of work into making a perfect record, and then you go see them to support and because you like being in a room, but it's just not the same as listening to the record to me. But I went to do that. I saw some friends. I had mad different coffee at mad different coffee shops. And it was my first time returning to Chicago, a place that I um, enjoyed three years of my youth. And then, like, you know, it was cool. It was a cool moment. Um, I would like to take some more trips soon. I mean, places I want to go are, like, honestly, I've been thinking about moving out of Philly for, like, ever since I got here, basically. But you know, I just keep meeting people and getting new opportunities. And so I stayed here, but I'm, I'm always like thinking about where would I go? I want to go back to Chicago. Maybe. Yeah. I thought about going to New York, but really New York is hell. I don't want to, I just want to visit. Yeah. Maybe I would move to Houston if I could like 
always be in air conditioning, mm-hmm. but that's not real. <laughs> Maybe I'd go to Mexico City. Maybe I would just like go a little wild and just straight up plop myself down in like Seoul or Taipei. Or maybe Tokyo. Damn. Someplace like that. Honestly, I think about India all the time. Yeah. Our mutual friend Duff would always tell me about his like his Look, little like six yeah. month stint that he spent in India. And I was like, bro, that sounds so cool. Man. That guy's a legend. You know, shout out. He texted me the other day. He was like, Yo, are you good? Yeah. Like he hadn't like he was worried about me. <laughs> I was yep. like, bro, I don't know. Where are you getting your information, bro? I'm better than I've ever been, motherfucker. Come find me. <laughs> no, uh, I, I love that guy so much. He has a beautiful family. Beautiful. I totally love that. He Shout out to Duff. Did his fucking thing. Happy belated birthday. Or no, no, this is a uh, whatever, you know. But he did have a birthday recently. Sick fucking bad man right there all right austin this is a five minute warning let's fucking uh, uh tell me about what you your thoughts on 2020 let's close it the excuse me 2022 um let's close it the fuck up wrap it up final thoughts and then drop where the uh, freaks and geeks can find you and then we're gonna roll on out of this joint yeah man my thoughts on 2020 2020 was dope it was honestly 2020 made me like 2020 made me who I am today in 2022. I know that wasn't your real question, but straight up, I have a different perspective on 2020 than a lot of people that I know, just because I don't know, something clicked in me, man. And I like, instead of like, I like really thought to like keep working on this career and just like not be it sitting at home. Cause that was something I had done. Yeah. For like three, four years, I sat at home, I got high and I didn't do shit. And I, the whole time I was like thinking like, yeah, I'm going to do so much. I'm sitting at home getting high. I'm going to like make the most incredible art. I have an art career, all this bullshit. So then 2020, I, I tried to just like stay busy, man. And like not be on the couch. That's cool. And I feel good now, man. I don't know. I got a long way to go. I'm not where I want to be at all. Yeah, but you, I think you're closer. You're closer to where you want it. You want to be. That's for sure. That's what's up, man. And you're happy. That's fucking great. I feel in a similar boat, you know. But that might be for a later episode, for sure. But Austin, um, where can the freaks and geeks find you, man? Well, kind of depends on how much of a freak and a geek you are, because I. I'm I'm all over the place, man. Um, my handle on everything is Austin Charcoal. It's like a weird MySpace name that I gave myself yeah. long after the days of MySpace. Uh, yeah, you can Google my name and find like chuggy ass poetry I wrote in like 2012. Yeah. But uh, I don't know if you're listening to this podcast. Text me two one four two eight one nine seven five one. Right there, boy. <laughs> who Austin Islam who <laughs> I see. Uh, Wesley thanks for having me on man I, okay. I think this podcast is entirely too fucking long but I also am grateful for the conversation and it's it's nice to uh to be able to talk to you man and honestly to just like have a friendship and have a history and like have a like an understanding especially I don't know. This is like a whole nother rift. I don't have to go down, but especially between men, man, I think it's important for men to like understand each other and try to 
check each other and like encourage each other to grow. Yeah. And, um, so I value all my friendships with my male friends yeah. in a special way because you like we got to look out for each other, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I get you. I get you. Well, uh, honestly, I want to give you the opportunity to come on back whenever you want to, if you're down, I know we got less than a minute and this bad boy might shut off, but we, we, the freaks and geeks do want to have you back on. This was a, a, a jammer, uh, fucking getting right back into the podcast episode number 26, blowing it up fucking austin islam appreciate you man hold off for a little Thank second you, i'm gonna shut this uh shut this one down and uh uh say say sayonara to the freaks and geeks well freaks and geeks that's all she wrote once again, I want to thank our guest for the podcast, Austin Islam, for checking in with us, for hitting us up, sharing things about himself, sharing things about his successes, his personal life, his struggles, his addictions, and uh, just really getting into it with the podcast. He's definitely been a supporter um, of myself. He's definitely been a supporter of the podcast, and I've loved uh, just the stuff that he's that he's kind of popped off at some point in time. He's dropped a little poetry from here and there. You should go and check that out. He's dropped a, a dope-ass sticker pack in the in the past. Hopefully, I think it was called Quiet Snack. Hopefully, we get a, a, another another release of that the sticker pack and get a little bit more insight onto Austin Islam. Um, hit him up. His, his handles, his Twitter handles, his IG handles are going to be in the show notes. If you have a question for him, go follow him. Go show him some love, all right? Again, thanks for checking in and hitting up the Lost Episode 16 Revisited Austin. It's much appreciated, buddy. Appreciate it. Uh, so, Freaks and Geeks, where do we go from here? It's been... A long ass time since the last episode, but this is it. You got to start somewhere. You have to start somewhere. And this is where we're starting. This is where we are rebuilding the Freaks and Geeks family. This is where we, where we are rebuilding the podcast family. Um, stay tuned for the future. We got a lot of dope shit coming up. We got a lot of, uh, mu- a lot of guests lined up, musicians, artists, a couple of foodies, a couple of photographers. Um, I'm reaching out. All right. I, I want to get this thing back up off the ground. I want to get some dope guests back in here and even some past guests. All right. So, um, just be ready for that. We also have a podcast hotline that you can call into. So if you got questions for the, myself, if you have questions for the guests of the podcast, any questions, random questions, personal questions personal insights you want to know uh things you're struggling with just if you need some guidance if you need some direction i'm not saying i'm the fucking number one guy to give a call to but if you want that question answered on the air hit us up 512-522-3814 and drop your question on the doctor's orders podcast hotline well freaks and geeks Have an excellent fucking Wednesday, January 18th. Whatever day it is that you're listening to this motherfucking podcast, have an excellent day. Thanks for listening. Thanks for following. Tell a freak or geek about the podcast, and we'll see you on the next one. Don't be late. (laughs) 